Yo, what up, what up, UMU? It's me, Blackjack, the creator of Us Mentoring Us. Thank you for tuning in to yet another amazing segment that we got outlined for y'all today. Yo, what up, UMU? This is Jay Will. Welcome to the Hot Parts. If you want to hear about some fantastic careers, some things that work, some things that didn't work, and some lessons learned so those same errors won't be repeated, then you're in the right place. Every month, we talk to the people that's been there, done that, and willing to share their stories so those same errors won't be repeated. All of the views and opinions expressed here today are our own personal views and opinions and do not represent the Air Force or any DOD organization. Introduced to you all, our admin team, who work very hard behind the scenes pushing all the content that you see on the page. Admin team, where y'all at? Chime in. Yo, what's up, you and you? It's your boy, Matt. Make sure y'all pull up. What up, UMU? It's your girl, Tony Renee. You could be anywhere in the world or in the meta, as we now know it, but you're not. You're here with us. We appreciate that. Let's go. What up, what up, what up, UMU? It's your boy, Yancey. You already know what it is. Let's get to it. What's up, UMU? You already know it's your girl, Key, and I'm all about bringing you the knowledge that empowers you. So let's go. I love her to death. <laughs> I'm pulling you on with this. I'm pulling. I'm pulling you on with this. <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> Hi, everybody. You're not gonna do this. What's to going me. on? Nah, what's going on, y'all? Y'all know. Y'all know we are us, and we're gonna always be us. Um, and as we work out our issues on what we got going on and how we're gonna navigate stuff, y'all bear with us because. Um, regardless of how the visual looks, I think when y'all see the guests, y'all are just in and hear what what these leaders have to say. Uh, I mean, I'm I'm trying to not be not be a fan while I while right. I while I need to you know moderate. So um, uh, this is um, this is this is this is good. I I, I mean. It, just talking to everybody beforehand, it, it's it's just been amazing. It's been amazing up to this point. Um, the overwhelming support. Uh, when I tell you all across branches, there has been just overwhelming support. We immediate yeses. I, I don't think we have one no as far as um, we 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 would like to do this. Nobody even was like, uh, "Who are y'all?" They were just right. like, "Yep, we we're in there. Let's do it. Let's go." So it is. I, I'm sorry, y'all. I, I I know I'm supposed to be doing this. I'm supposed to be, you know, different. Like I'm not on the screen with y'all, but, oh um, but definitely. Uh, so without with all that being said, what up everybody that's watching? Uh, you know, UMU as always. This is this is something completely different, but but very very intentional and purposeful. Um, with that key, I want you to give us a little history, uh, Women's History Month, uh, and, and why why this panel come about. 
So as uh, <laughs> my teammate Jay Will has stated, um, we are definitely doing something for Women's History Month. And in history, in 1987, former President uh, Jimmy Carter, um, that's when he signed for um, Women's History Month to be a month long. It used to just, it started off as just a day, then it was a week, and now it's a month. And so the intent of Women's History Month is to reflect on all of the things that women have had to, in the U.S., have had to overcome all of the um, achievements that they have been able to overcome and or to uh, aspire to have and all the roadblocks, all the glass ceilings, any and everything. This is a time for us to kind of connect. And for us, a goal has been for us to connect with all of the branches. And so um, I don't know how we pulled it off, to be honest, but we did. And um, so today we wanted to definitely give you something different. And it is just so remarkable how down to earth and present um, these leaders are that we have with us today. So without further ado, <laughs> can't hear you. Yep. I'm uh, I'm, Y'all going to have to bear <laughs> with me. Un unmute my mic, too. So. Uh, without further ado, we're gonna we're gonna just start bringing on the panel and letting them introduce yes. themselves and give y'all a little bit of back a uh, little bit of their background. So, uh, with that, first, I'm gonna bring on Chief Master Sergeant Kelly. Right. All right, that's me. We're gonna kick it off with me right away. <laughs> I'm gonna give it to you. Hey, I'm the command chief at the 86th Airlift Wing at Ramstein Air Base. Like they said, my name is uh, Charmaine Kelly. Y'all know I love saying that my name is Charmaine Kelly so that I can stay grounded and rooted in who I am, right? And um, I'm from Columbia, South Carolina. Yes, I am a Southern girl and I love it. Thank you very much. Um, give a shout out to my daughter, Mackenzie Kelly, who just now posted on it. <laughs> Um, but I'm excited to be here. Thank y'all for having me so much. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Chief Master Sergeant Timmerman. I'm going to super random order. I just, there's no rhyme. It's testing out your skills with the with clicking. No. My stuff is freezing. No. I got you. There's always contingency. I'm there. We got you. Okay. All right. Hi, everybody. I am Tina Timmerman. I am currently sitting as the senior enlisted leader at the National Reconnaissance Office out in Chantilly, Virginia. I was born and raised in uh, Rapid City, South Dakota, and uh, I am uh, married to an Army Command Sergeant Major, so we are dual military in our home. And uh, I am just super excited to learn from the ladies on this panel, um, tell you what's going on in the Space Force if you have questions, because uh, we are uh, two years old now and we are excited about what we are doing in our new service. So thank you for having me. Thank you, ma'am. Thank you so much. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. All right. Command Master Chief Jansen. Good evening, everyone. I'm Command Master Chief Jansen. I'm the CMC for Sector New Orleans, um, Coast Guard. I'm from Governor's Island, New York, which was the largest Coast Guard base at the time. It closed down in the 90s. And I am married to retired Master Chief 
I'm Bo Jansen from Washington State. We have three kids, two grandkids, and I'm very excited to be here with y'all. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Joining us from the Marine Corps is Sergeant Major Smith Levy. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Tricia Smith Levy. I'm currently the Star Major for Marine Aircraft Group 11. I was born um, in Kingston, Jamaica, and I left Jamaica at 15 and uh, uh, joined the Marine Corps in 1996 from Fort Lauderdale, Florida. And I've served in every element of the uh, Marine Aircraft, uh, of the Marine uh, Ground Task Force. And also I've served in training environment as well, both on the officer side and enlisted side as well. And it's such an honor to be a part of this panel today. So thank you very much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, they uh, command Master Chief Holiday joining us. Good evening, everyone. And, uh, you know, special shout out to you and you for having us here. Thank you so much for it and the opportunity. Uh, Veronica Holiday currently at the Commander Carriage Strike Group 9 located out in San Diego, California. I've been in the service for about 27 years come June timeframe and have three wonderful children. Shout out to my entire family for their love and support. And I'm so looking forward to all your questions that you have for us. No doubt, no doubt. Hey, uh, where, I was like, see, I'm, I'm not even on, cause we don't lie, I'm not. I got to, uh, I have to remove somebody in the background. So y'all yes. act like we are not. Go ahead to the next one. I got you. <laughs> All right. All right. Sorry, Major Clark. We're going to bring you on as well now. All right. Uh, good evening, team. Good evening, everybody that's watching out there viewing from Facebook Live or YouTube. My name is Sorry, Major Lisa Clark. I am currently the This Is My Squad Sorry, Major. I work up in the Pentagon area. I work the initiatives for the Sorry, Major of the Army. I am married to my wonderful husband, Sorry, Major Mark Clark, and we have six wonderful children. We are both from Chicago, and I'm just so happy that you all reached out to me. It's an honor to be here, especially because we are honoring the women in Women's History Month. So look forward to the discussion and the dialogue. And by all means, if I could be a help to anybody, please um, send a message. Thank you. Thank you for that. Thank you for that. And, yes. I, and I, I think we, I think we speak for all the panelists when we say like uh, everybody up here is reachable. Everybody here is touchable. So if, if anybody listening um, and they feel like they connected with an individual and they feel like they want to get some feedback or, or a better clarification on anything, um, if, if we just get some head nods for the team, uh, if everybody's reachable on the panel uh, for anybody that needs anything that's listening. So I appreciate that. And that and that's why we bring you these individuals, because regardless of where they sit, what positions or what branch of service they're in, um, it, it's uh, they, they are they are reachable. Excuse me. Um, but Absolutely. before we even get into the questions, I need to pause. Okay. We, we need to tactical part and just look at the screen for a second. Yes. I want to remove myself <laughs> from the screen and put some respect on this screen real quick because right. to have this panel up here and to have like, um, and I, I thought it was going to be semi difficult, not difficult at all. Not wow. when I say not difficult at all, the overwhelming support and the mm -hmm. over overwhelming representation from each service. Uh, thank you all. I'm going to say this in the beginning. I'm going to say this at the end. Thank you all. Thank you all. I think just by sitting here, if we screenshotted this photo without me uh, on there, um, this would be enough for today's event. 
but I know they do want to hear from you all as well. So I know, I know, I know they don't want to hear me. <laughs> Real quick though. Real quick, I want to give a shout out to Chief Master Sergeant Chesney from the Fellows Group and also um, Senior Master Sergeant, um, she is from Camouflage Beauty, Thomas C.C. Thomas, um, for getting us in contact with our Coast Guard. Uh, I want to say Chief. Look, I want to say Chief. So y'all take all love do not hit me up in these comments please but it literally was a we went i i went um on google to look for a female e9 that was in the coast guard and once i found her <laughs> i then uh reached out to them because they went to the senior NCO academy coast guard um and so we were able to get a poc and we were able to connect and so i just want to give them a special shout out because it was so important to us to have our coast guards in represented tonight that's it thank you no all. Doubt. no doubt all right so my quick disclaimer for the beginning and this is coming from me a male um anybody who feels tight about the questions that's in there as though it's not representation of all uh, i'm sorry in advance uh this the the intention and the, the intent of this panel is highlighting significance of the contributions behind women leaders um and behind the contributions and struggles that they had uh, coming up so very intentional and very purposeful but it's not to take away from anything that these individuals would bring to any gender uh that there is so that's our disclaimer from the front so please do not ask thereafter um and it is what it is right so uh with that uh going over the kind of the highlights as well we're going to talk about some accomplishments and lessons we're going to talk about some roadblocks and then we'll talk about some legacies in the next generation and then of course we're going to let everybody have their final thoughts for you all um but with that being said we're just going to jump into the questions so i can stop rambling uh, so we start getting this conversation going because uh they don't want to hear from me uh, the, they don't the one i'm the oddball it just feels great right. it's like, okay. <laughs> it feels great uh now nah, so with that I'm gonna start it off with Sergeant Major uh, Smith Levy, right? Um, so I wanna know, um, and then if you could follow it up as well, Sergeant Major Clark, um, I wanna know who inspired you uh, as a leader? Like initially when you came in, um, who inspired you as a leader and why? Well, I'll first say this. Um, my inspiration of leadership first came from my parents. So I grew up you know, seeing my mom as a businesswoman balancing both her career and, you know, raising kids. I also saw my dad who was in the army in Jamaica and he was an NCO at the time and we would go to work with him. And so, you know, my first inspiration, um, inspiration leaders were, were my parents. And so it was easy for, real easy for me when I joined the Marine Corps, um, my recruiter, of course, um, who told me all about the Marine Corps and, you know, told me that, hey, you can do whatever whatever you set out to do in the Marine Corps, you can do it. You know, it's based off of your performance. And so, you know, so my inspiration for the, for the Marine Corps came from my Marine Corps recruiter. And then, you know, follow on training my drill instructors. And of course, once I got to the fleet, my NCOs in the fleet. I think back, um, he's a master gunner sergeant now, master gunner sergeant Trevor. He was my sergeant, my first police station. And, you know, the first example I saw of an NCO was Sergeant Trower. And um, he inspired us not just to be good Marines, but to be good people. And I think, you know, that's the foundation of, you know, every Marine, you know, being a good person, um, that's the foundation of your, your character. You know, it's, it's who we are, having good character. 
So we, we stress that, you know, today with our NCOs. And so, you know, I could say um, my, my inspiration came from my uh, NCO. Okay. Nice. Okay. I'm asking. I'm asking something, but but I do want to, I want to expand a little bit on that question. So she, she did mention about being a good person. So how, how does that translate across service? And when you, when you give your answer as well, Sergeant Mayor Clark, uh, how, how do you feel that that, that statement translates? Um, and then also who inspired you to be a leader and why? So um, who inspired me to be a leader? Um, of course, being raised by my parents, you know, work habits, um, great ethics, um, we, we, we grew up in church. Uh, we knew we trusted each other. We had values before the army gave me values. So we didn't, you know, we had integrity and honesty and it went a long way in our household. And when I joined the army, I, I'm gonna be honest, I didn't have a great leader when I first came in the army. Um, maybe the first three years, I, I didn't see somebody who I wanted to mirror. It was when I PCS from Germany to Fort Campbell and I met um, retired Sergeant Major Lenora White. Um, she was a staff sergeant. I was an E4. And I remember one day outside the warehouse, she took me under her wing and she just started talking to me as like a human. And she showed me the way she had class and she had style. And that was somebody who I wanted to be like. And when she gave orders, everybody listened. She didn't yell. She didn't raise her voice. It was her mannerism. So I literally mirrored what she did. But I also learned from my not so great leaders. I learned that I didn't want to be like none of them. Um, not not any of them, because I, I when I came in, I, I came into a male squad and the guy that was in charge of me at the time, he was from the Cavalry Scout. And it was his first time walking, working with females in the army. And I would tell you, he didn't know how to treat us as young privates. Um, but I learned that from that, too, is, you know, how much can you take as a, a, a young soldier coming in the army and, and having that tact and compassion and actually saying, you know what, you're not going to be my leader forever. I don't want to be like you, but I hope one day I get a great leader. And that is when I got um, Star Major Lenora White. And she taught me how to just, you know, I can still be a woman and be a soldier. And I don't have to do all the yelling and, and you know, run up and down behind people because people are going to still listen to you if you're a leader and you show that presence. Mm. 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 But, uh, no, I appreciate that because that that's one of the biases that lead me kind of into my next question um, as we're talking about it. And Chief Kelly, if you could, um, because that that is one of those perceptions that that uh, that women have is those like they're overcompensating or they can't do the same things as males do and they're perceived a certain way or whatever. So like how, how do you self-motivate when you're introduced to those to the to those situations? Like how do you overcome those? Um, and when, when involved with those situations? Yeah, so that's a fantastic question. I think the biggest thing is you have to go back to the beginning from who told you that your voice needed to be quiet? Who told mm -hmm. you? And, and quiet doesn't necessarily mean um, uh, you have to go around and, and shut, you know, shouting or whatever it is, but who told you that you were not good enough to speak and who told you that you did not belong there? And so um, when you go back to that and you answer that question, the second question is who qualified them to tell you that? So you got to think about who your qualifier is. I think back to uh, my mom and my mom giving me uh, instilling the discipline in my life very early on as to um, 
not not that you got to shut up and um, and color as a young girl um but i did hear a lot you know from several of the women that i grew up around you know um you know stop being so loud stop being so fast um you know you need to be seen and not heard and so a lot of times a lot of our young ladies uh, as they grow and continue to move on throughout their military careers or come in the military they think that that's exactly what they need to carry over i need to be seen and not heard or i'm going to be known mm -hmm. as not being a lady and so sometimes people take it to the extreme and instead mm -hmm. now they feel like they have to be somebody else who they're not um regardless of, of if it's a male or or um, an idea uh, of what a good military member is. So I think just get back to the basics of um, why you are thinking the way that you're thinking and then stop trying to prove to people, um, prove a point to people and just get out there and lead and be, be your lady. Yeah, yeah. You define what a lady is. No, that's definitely that's definitely but but um and I want to touch I want to touch another side and that's why I'm glad we got this joint panel because I'm like I'm like because and, and, I know some of our senior services you know Air Force is not the baby service anymore huh? uh, and uh, but we have some senior so so Command Master Chief um, Holiday uh, like how do you feel about that um, like did you notice some of those biases? coming up did you feel like there was some uh, overcompensation or or like how did you overcome can, can you kind of go off of chief kelly's comments and then how is that represented in your service yes i i will share with you when i first joined um, the service I, I so wanted to go to on a ship and i was told no because i'm a female we had just started putting females on board warships the year before i joined the service and um, i cried and i said no i need to be on a ship i belong on a ship and um, they sent me overseas and when i got overseas uh, I met my first, uh, you know, LPO, leading petty officers, what we call them in the, you know, on the Navy side of the house. And she told me up front, like, you have to work twice as hard as the males. Don't expect things to be handed to you on a silver platter. You're going to have to prove yourself. And I really didn't understand why she felt compelled to tell me these things. Because again, you know, being brand new in the military, I had no idea that there was all these barriers that we had. I didn't know that, you know, wearing a skirt, which is what I was required to wear versus the slacks was the, you know, the, um, you know, optional uniform for us, but the skirt was the mandatory uniform. And I so appreciated her, you know, with her years of service, with her experience, pulling me aside and having that sidebar conversation, but even more so from my chief petty officer, uh, Chief Cop, who also pulled me aside and ensure that I actually met all the same qualification requirements that my male counterparts met. And he let me know up front that, you know, just because you're a female, you don't work less than the male. You will go ahead and prove by your qualifications that you actually belong here. And um, he didn't cut me any slack because of my gender. And um, I learned a lot of it, you know, from my mother, from my father. My father raised us that just because we're women, we can't do the same thing that a man can do. And I came in the field of a male-dominant source trade. I used to be an aviation boss at the where the little skills used to be, um, you know, chalking and chaining aircraft on ships. So it was very uh, different to be able to change that perspective. And then also, you know, when you're out of that uniform and now you're in civilian attire, for people to respect you based on your profession and not just how you look. 
and um, th there was a lot of challenges I, I will share with you. And I know uh, sometimes it's not a popular topic to talk about, but I think it's important because uh, my chief is the first person that stepped in. My LPO is the first person that stepped in to support me when I first experienced my first um, case of a sexual harassment. And um, because they had initially, you know, uh, brought me in and they had gone ahead and built that trust, I knew that immediately the minute that I told them everything that had happened, that they were going to go ahead and do something about it. And uh, to this day, I still look back at that moment of that is one of the foundations of why you know, I continue to serve because they let me know that not everybody's the same and don't allow one mistake that somebody made determine your success for your future. I'm sorry, as we work out some uh, technicalities, but no, I appreciate I appreciate that perspective. And then I know I know Chief Timmerman, you're coming, you know, you're coming from the Air Force, going to the Space Force. Um, but I, but I want to speak on some of your experiences as well uh, as it relates to that same question. Uh, so I will tell you, um, you know, they've all kind of said a lot of things that I would I have thought about as soon as they started speaking, as soon as the question got put out. You know, I. Uh, grew up in a very family-oriented uh, um, household, uh, just like they talked about going to church, and I had our values and our family values. Like, that's just really, um, that was instilled in me before I ever, ever joined the service. Um, we did a lot of community service growing up, um, giving back to others that uh, didn't have, have as much. Like, that was just a part of me and, and who we were as a family. And then when I made the choice to uh, join the Air Force, um, I, I chose to be a space systems operator, which is a very male dominant um, career field. And uh, I'll be honest, there was not a lot of female senior leaders around um, for me to, to learn from. Uh, there were a, free, a few, but uh, not many at all. And so, um, you know, in, in 2019, um, I was only the sixth female in my career field um, to, to be promoted to chief. So when, when we started space operations in the Air Force back in the, you know, late 70s, early 80s, up until 2019, I just, I became number six. So there, it's just very male dominated and it was, it was hard um, to reach out. But I learned a lot. Uh, they made me bring my A game. They made me be technically proficient. I knew going into the room that I had to, I had to know every schematic diagram checklist better than the person sitting next to me if my voice was going to be heard, um, because everyone in that room was was a male. Um, it, it it just was. It was just the, just the way it was. Yeah, so. no, I, I respect that. And, and, and the thing I'm going to continuously highlight throughout this is the fact that overcoming challenges. So challenges is, is going to be there. So seeing it in every service, um, but seeing where you all are sitting now. So uh, it's recognition of truth, but then also recognition of see where you're sitting now. So you can go through some things and still and still be at where you're at. So I definitely I definitely appreciate that. Um, I want to touch. Uh, 
Sergeant Major Clark is um, make sure this comes off correctly because it's a genuine question, right? Um, what benefits are there of having women in leadership? Like, why is it why why are we highlighting the fact that women in leadership? What benefits are there? Well, for one, <laughs> we're we're a gender male female. Um, Army, Navy, Air Force. I mean, you got to understand that the young women coming to Army, they want to, they want someone who looks like them. They, they really do. You know, and nowadays we are getting there where we're putting in just as many females as male, if not more females in the Army. But to have a young female who might not have a great upbringing or might not have a, a solid home foundation come in and a senior female or just a female NCO mentor that young female, it's powerful. Because now you're you're building this person from the ground up to make them be this great leader. I, I wish I had that when I first came in. I, I did along the way. I had a couple of people who looked like me. Um, but when I got up into the senior ranks of the of a command sergeant major, I was in an armored brigade. I was the only female command sergeant major there. Um, it was to the point we got to the field. Who's my battle buddy going to the latrine with me? You know, that's the type of thing that we need to make sure we have that across the forces all forces but I, I feel that everybody brings something value to the table male female it, it doesn't really matter we all come in with some kind of knowledge and we become these dynamic leaders and we and we break down barriers but but I, it's on both sides males and females but i would tell you that we all bring something unique to the to the military if if it wasn't it'll just be an all male military but yeah. you need all of us in the army to make it work and i think it works better with both genders together, especially when you can, you know, that's your brother on one side and I'm your sister. I think when you come together and you can build this great team, I mean, anything, you know, the sky's the limit. Um, but I think you, you need to have both. And that's why we have both in the military to this day. But I think females need to see females that look like them. I think they, it's something for them to gain or say, hey, I wanna, I wanna be a Sergeant Major one day. I wanna be a First Sergeant. Um, well, there's a lot of great ones out there. I can tell you that right now. It is a, a great female leaders out there in the Army. Um, and the young ones coming in, being able to see that at a young age and actually just kind of like pick their brain and ask questions, they're just going to rise to the top faster because of, of the presence that they see. Great role models out there getting it done. And we're not getting it done because we're trying to look cute. We're actually doing the work. I'm gonna hit you in the head, Key. After <laughs> I swear, to God. they uh, nah. I'm just messing with it. Hey, I I want to go back over to Sergeant Major uh, Smith Levy on on this same question because, and I don't mean to pick on the Marine Corps, uh, but specifically, um, uh, I want to say one of the most physically active uh, services out there. So having that women in leadership, what significance does that bring to the table? Yeah, I'm glad you asked me that question. I think people trust the system more when we have diverse teams. And um, just as a command mass, uh, the um, command star major just mentioned, you know, when you can see people that look like you, you know, and, and they're performing and they're doing great, you now have something to emulate. So I think, you know, having diverse teams, having men and women side by side, getting the job done, it sets the right example. And then, you know, um, the troops, they trust the system more because they know, you know, behind closed doors, those people are speaking up for them, you know? So I think, 
you know, just not having the group think, not having just one, you know, um, gender in a room making decisions. Um, I think it's important to have, you know, just diverse teams, whether it's gender, whether it's race. I think having diverse teams, um, you know, um, we're more successful. And I think the Marine Corps, we embody that. Um, I know I was listening to some of the ladies um, as they talk about when they came in initially and how it was back then. And I, I think back on my own experience as well. You know, when I joined the Marine Corps in 1996, I'm an administrator by trait. And, you know, when I joined, women couldn't serve in infantry or artillery, you know. And so there was a lot of MOSs that wasn't open to us, but it's not that way anymore. You know, um, we look for capable people and, you know, whatever it is you want to do in the Marine Corps, we, we, we make sure that we have a representation of that within the different commands. And I think that's what makes us um, who we are. And I think we're better for it. I'll drop the mic there. No, no. I, I like to let some of these digest as well. Um, they, I, I wanted to go back to um, one of our previous comments as as we already touched a little bit, uh, which we talked about roadblocks and stuff, and we talked about biases. Um, what what are and I'm gonna go back to uh, command command master chief uh, Jensen on this one. What are some of those misconceptions that are out there? Um, that you see about a woman's ability to lead? And then how are those misconceptions overcome? I think that some of those misconceptions are um, that we tend to lead with our heart more, that we're more sensitive or emotional. And um, I think that when you're consistent with how you treat everyone and that you are making those decisions based on the information at hand, the knowledge and experience that you have, that um, many people overcome those uh, biases against you. I believe that, um, so coming through, I was in a male-dominated rating and um, requires a lot of heavy lifting, um, machinery technician. And a lot of people assumed I wasn't going to be able to do the job because I didn't have the strength they had. But not everything comes down to strength or muscles. So um, sometimes just uh, using, um, you know, leverage. There's other ways of doing things. And so I think that just kind of making sure that you are qualified for the job, that you're putting the work into it, and by your actions you show people um, the misconceptions that they had um, were, were just completely wrong. No, it's definitely, yeah. it is definitely, definitely, definitely um, very, very apparent uh, the things that are out there that are misconceptions. But I want to go to the, I'm going to go back to you, Chief Kelly, on this one, because you, you had an answer specifically uh, talking about in other individuals um, that may be giving their opinions about this. But what are, what are some of those ones that we put, I, I, I'm going to put myself in character, that are put on themselves? Um, if we could speak directly, I put on sales that might be a misconception about their ability to lead. And then how do they overcome those? Yeah, no, exactly. You, you already nailed it, Jay Will, when you said that um, um, sometimes people, we, we as women, sometimes put it on ourselves, right? Um, sometimes we are our worst enemies and telling ourselves what we can and cannot do. 
Um, I think sometimes we get in our own way and and we just think that somebody else um, does not want us to move forward because because of our own um, thoughts. That's one 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 group of folks that gets in the way. And then the other group of folks that get in the way, something that we as women, we got to work on and do better is we got to make sure we're not becoming roadblocks for each other. Um, sometimes women can be the hardest on each other as soon as they walk in the room and why because we feel like that it's, it's not enough room for but only one of us in there no that's not why the women who came before us fought so that they could get in the door they fought so that they could get in the door so that they can get a seat at the table and now that we're at the table it's our job to make room and more seats for more women at the table that's our job so when we start talking about misconceptions we need to get out of our own way, thinking that we're not good enough. And then we need to make sure we're not standing in the way of our sisters, saying that they are not good enough. Yeah. Kelly, I have a follow-up question for you. So do you think that um, that our female leaders are doing a good job as far as mentoring us to look out for each other or do the things that you're saying that we are not doing or slacking on because I think until my mentorship circle changed, I didn't know, I wasn't aware of how standoffish I was because in our minds, it was like, okay, I have to be on, I have to know this, I have to know that, I have to be the best. And it, um, you know, perceptionalities. So it was perceived this energy that it, I, I wasn't intended for it to be. And then it wasn't until, you know, again, my, my mentorship circle changed where it was like, okay, I had to be self-aware. Then it was trying to invite others to the table, but then they weren't inviting or welcoming do you think that we do a good job as far as mentoring of how we need to be cohesive as a yeah, force or as a sister? so i can't speak for the whole force but i will say the change starts with one person at a time and um i can tell you some of the things that um that we are trying to do here we have a group that's called let's connect that reaches out to uh, anybody's invited yet but the topics and the things that we're talking about um, are specifically concerning women who are um, like us, not, not necessarily color or anything like that, but people who are going through the same things that we are going through. How, what is it that made you successful? Giving people a safe space to be able to talk about whatever it is that they feel like they can talk about. Um, building your group of folks and, and making your Zoom calls. Your Zoom calls, they don't have to be something fancy, as fancy as UMU, you know, y'all kind of fancy. <laughs> so okay. Yeah, just start with two or three people like, hey sis, I'm calling to check on you. I can't right. tell you how special that is. Um, um, not until the last few years did I get to experience that for myself and I'd be dog if I'm ever gonna go backwards and not pass that on to the next person on how to do this thing right. Mm -hmm. No, definitely, definitely. Um, they, I hate to, I don't want to sound negative because we're gonna get to some positives. We're gonna get to some advice, but uh, the reason why I keep asking these questions as, as far as barriers and roadblocks is because you all are at where you're at now. So I want to be a little bit more deliberate in, in, in the questioning. To uh, maybe I can get a couple of stories. So I was, I'm gonna start with Command Master Chief uh, Holiday. Uh, what what was one of the most significant barriers that you had to overcome in your career? Oh, I will, you know, um, I would say my own self-doubt of, of myself. 
because uh, once I was able to remove that and it came through the mentorship side of the house, having honest conversations with my mentors and getting that feedback from them because I was being my own you know, barrier and I didn't realize it. And they're like, no, you have the level of knowledge, you have the skills, you have the capability. So what's stopping you? And when I decided to actually join the program that I'm currently in today, you know, as a command master chief, I actually was not intending to apply for this program. And mm -hmm. it was when I spoke with my command master at the time who was a female, was the only female in this community, uh, you know, command master Rosa Wilson. And I asked her, we were doing training sessions for this program. And I said, why don't we have females coming to our training? Where, where are they at? Um, and she said to me, she said, I don't know, Master Chief, you tell me why we don't have more qualified females coming to our training. And it was her, you know, bringing it back to me of that self-reflection. Mm -hmm. Look at yourself in the mirror. You are a qualified woman. So why are you not doing this? And um, came had a great conversation. And she said to me, whether you stay in your source rate or you go ahead and come into the command program, you will succeed. There's, you know, goods. And you're just going to, you know, have to start from the bottom and work your way back up. But you can do it. You've done it before in your source rate. You can do it again. Um, and I had a conversation with my family. And then I had another uh, great mentor that I actually had a conversation with. And that was uh, Chad Lunsford. Um, and he was in the command program. And I went and talked to him. And he said, look, Veronica, you have what it takes. If your fear is a failure, you're going to fail. I'm going to tell you that right now. You're going to mm -hmm. fail. But it's how you're going to get up, how you're going to learn from it, and how you're going to go ahead and move forward. Um, and then Brandon Knox, who was the force master at the time, and he said to me, he's like, what's stopping you? And I was just like, I don't know if I can just start from the bottom and work my way to back up because I was already almost at that pinnacle in my career and my source you know, job. And um, he just said, just go for it. Just do it. And I think them being that foundation for me of giving me that strength and then coming back to my husband and talking to him. And he said, look, if it's, you know, the kids and me that you're worried about as to whether or not you can do this job, um, don't worry about us. He said, I got these kids. Um, you know, he's not in the military. He's civilian. And um, I, I said to the kids, I said, you know, me doing this means mom's volunteering to go back to sea mm -hmm. uh, and wherever the Navy sends us. And they said, Mom, wherever the Navy sends you, we'll stay here. You go off and do what you want to do. We'll support you. We just don't want to have to move. And, uh, you know, t you know, 10 years later, you know, I've been on sea duty, operational side of the house. And I've been able to be at the pinnacle where I am right now, my naval career of having been a command master for a destroyer, an LPD, and, you know, and now, you know, currently a strike group. And, um, uh, I would have not known that I could be where I am today, you know, had it not been for these amazing role models that I had and the support of my family. So again, it's uh, it was me being my own barrier and um, knowing that they were in my corner, everything everybody else was, you know, would throw at me or whatnot. Yes, you know, I, I pause and I think, and it's just like, okay, challenge accepted because there was nothing I couldn't do without the support of, you know, the family by my side and my mentors. I like that. So I have a follow-up question for actually Command Master Chief Jansen. So correct me if I'm wrong, but you are the first female E9 for your, what the Air Force would call AFSC, MOS, or your job. Is that correct? 
not the first female, but the first African American female. And uh, okay, in my rating for job. So you making that type of history? <laughs> what type of roadblocks or barriers did you have to overcome? And you know, I I see with this upcoming generation, they want to be the first at something. They want to show a receipt. They want to be able to do certain things. And um, was that the intent behind the success or the space that you're in? Or were you just, I'm just doing my job and it, this is just what happened? Uh, so the barriers were opportunities. Um, so I'm a machinery technician. Most of my work is on engines, hydraulics, you name it, we do it. And um, when I first joined, I requested to go on a cutter, which is our ships. And I was told they didn't have female burthen for me. So it's always been a struggle to get on a cutter, which is where I'm going to really hone in on those, those traits and on my craft. So I would say that opportunities were the barriers. Once those started opening up, it became myself. Um, and I will mention that my dad was an E8 machinery technician. So I used to visit him when I was a kid on the cutter. So it just kind of felt natural. And um, But then I had people telling me that it's not going to happen because, number one, I'm a female, and number two, I'm a Black female. So it's just not going to happen. Um, I got to the point where I just kind of remembered who I was tried to look for people who were similar and decided that I was just going to make my own seat at the table. Um, one of the jobs that we have is being a department head as an enlisted person, which is like a chief engineer on a ship. Um, we call it the um, engineer and petty officer. And I remember not ever thinking or having the inkling that I can be an engineer and petty officer or a Chang. And um, one day it just kind of hit me that if I want to progress um, and do something that I really love and get into more of a leadership role, that I should just throw my name in the hat because there's a qualification process or a screening process. And if I screen successfully, then I, I met the, you know, the, the requirements. And so right. I'm good enough to perform the job. And if not, then okay, maybe everyone was right. Um, and so I did two tours at different units as a department head, um, running the engineering department. And then when it came down to the um, command master chief role, I've seen a few um, women like me who were already in that role. And it kind of helped me decide on taking the next step to, to take this role and also become more visible so more women and just anyone else who doesn't see themselves progressing in their career thinking that they'll never make it to the top because of where they come from or who they are or whatever, they know that anything's possible as long as you put the work in. Right, I definitely appreciate that. Thank you so much. No, and so I appreciate the part. Oh, go ahead. Stop no, I was just saying I appreciate I, that uh, that deliberate answer. That's all. I, I, I love those. I, you told me to go ahead. Sorry, Major Clark, real quick. Um, so as you, as we all reflect on the roadblocks that um, you all have had to overcome, 
what is something, what is a piece of advice that you would have given yourself, the E5 version of yourself, um, when you were probably in the thick of it, of whatever it is that you're trying to push through to get to the place that you're in today? Um, the advice I would give my, my E5 self would be um, to listen more. Um, everything doesn't have to be a struggle or a fight. Um, you belong because you, you rose your hand and you want to serve your country and whatever um, operation that you want to be in. But you're really competing with yourself at the end of the day. I think we all think we're competing with the left or right people next to us. But I'm just, I would tell that person, that E5, to be the best version they can be in the moment that they're in and that promotions and blessings are going to come in time. But you don't have to always think you have to struggle to get there. You can actually just keep going with the wave. And of course, you're going to pull out in front of everybody because that's just that's the, the you know, that's just who you are as an individual if you want to get to the top. But you don't have to do it. Um, so like it doesn't have to be a struggle. You know, and I um, I think uh, one of the ladies said that, you know, we, we get inside our heads and we feel that we're that they don't believe in us or they're not listening to us. But I think we just think that. But actually, they are listening to us because um, a lot of them might think that we're a challenge to them or that we might be their competition. So I would just say, listen more. Um, your blessings are going to come and that you're competing with yourself. That would be the advice I would give. Appreciate that. Can I can I get Chief Timmerman's perspective on this question as well? Like, what what if you went back with with that knowledge? Uh, what what would you give E five self advice? E five self would uh, say, you know, um, start start being okay with being uncomfortable. Um, mm. It it. You grow the most when you are put in an uncomfortable position because you are being stressed to grow as a leader, as a person, as a human. Um, and every challenge that has ever been given to me was something that was given to me that was not in my comfort zone. And uh, going back to, to what she says, said about listening, um, Listening to the people around you, listening to the, what the leaders are saying around you gives you uh, insight into what they're thinking and where and where they think um, we're trying to go as a force. And I would say also, um, you know, it's okay to be uncomfortable and I, and I had to learn about being uncomfortable um, as I got older, but to give myself some grace too, because I was going to fail. It's going to be, you know, it's going to be okay to fail at times. And when you fail, you pick yourself back up and you say, you know what? I learned from this. Ask questions from those around you. Ask questions from your leaders. Um, and just know that, know that you're going to be all right. That no one is perfect. And as long as you are trying the best that you can try, just like she said, get over yourself and, and, and move with yourself. That's going to be the hardest part. Um, but that's really what I would say, you know, Tina, it's okay with being uncomfortable. Give yourself some grace because at times you are going to fail and, uh, you know, believe in yourself because you're going to make it. I didn't 
didn't know Chief was gonna go there. That was good. <laughs> I like the grace. Right. Uh, and she did throw in the grace in there. Man. It's uh it's uh it's it's man. I told y'all I was gonna try. I was gonna try throughout here to to know my role in my position, but then it gets hard to get caught up because then I get to listening and then I forget that I'm supposed to be navigating. Um, but that's just me being transparent. We're being open and honest. I'm giving y'all my open and honest. But sorry, and Major uh, Smith-Levy, um, we don't want to forget about today's leaders. Uh, today's leaders have challenges, um, and that's at the E7, E8, E9, even, even E9 uh, ranks. Uh, what advice would you give those women leaders of today? I would say, you know, as you reach, you pull. I think on the ladies, um, talked about it that uh, sometimes, you know, um, you have a scenario where you have other um, women who are tougher than other women. And, um, you know, because it, uh, we look at the Marine Corps, we're a small percentage of the Marine Corps. So I'd say, you know, as we reach in, uh, as we get to certain positions, you know, look back and, you know, find those qualified people and pull them up, you know, um, be there for them, you know, um, be deliberate about, um, choosing those individuals. And um, I'll just say, you know, don't forget where you're coming from. Mm -hmm. No, it, I, no, we're going to get some more because we got too much information here <laughs> on the page. So I'm going to tap on Chief Kelly with this one because I yeah. see her shaking her head. She was like ready, ready to <laughs> no, give y'all them nuggets. Yeah, no, no, no. That was that was really good. That's right. I like I like what she said just now. Um, I I think um, I once heard a mentor of mine say, "Have the audacity to be yourself." Mm. And when I heard that, that was just so powerful to me. I can't believe you have the audacity to be who you are. And I so I think as senior NCOs, when you're going through the E seven, eight, and nine ranks, um, accept who you are. Right. If you need to make yourself a better person, okay, fine, then do that. But be who you are because there is no way that you can properly develop and grow people if if you're not comfortable in your own skin. Um, that's 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 number one. And then number two is um, Chief Timmerman said it before, but um, I'll tell you, I uh, I fail, and um, I didn't see it coming at the at the rank of E six. Um, I thought I was above failure. So um, hopefully you've already learned that lesson. Um, but what I don't want you to do is learn it later on as, as a senior NCO. If you hadn't learned it by now, go ahead and just tell yourself that you were not above failure because what happens is you get to this rank right here and uh, you'll get exposed because you're living in a glass house now that you're a senior NCO. And a lot of people are a whole lot less forgiven. Mm. A whole lot less. Yes. I like that. I like that. Not being afraid to fail. And so recently um, there was a lot of, you know, self-reflecting and things I had to do. Um, and as I was self-reflecting, um, there was a promotion. We were up for a promotion for the other branches and I had to reflect on um, it not being my turn. And something I read that was very powerful, it, it started off with not being afraid to fail. But it also said, if you want to grow, try not to have selfish biases. And so the author was like, what I mean by that is when you win or when it's your turn or you get it, it's a, you did the work, you did everything good. When you don't get it and it's not your turn, it's everybody else's fault. The system is wrong. This person's out to get you. This thing is wrong. That's not right. And they said, that if you stay in that type of space, 
it you will not grow. And so they were like, do not be um, afraid to fail or if it's not your turn to just stand in that moment and truly self-reflect of what could I have done differently? And so for me, just to listen to you all tonight, just sounds like, like as you all, um, changes that needed to be made made um, within yourselves or the ones around you weren't afraid to speak up. You weren't afraid to fail. And you were, you definitely are empowering today. So I definitely appreciate that. So before we leave though, what advice, and this is gonna go for everyone um, on the panel, what advice would you give to a young woman that's entering into the profession of arms? We can start off with Sergeant Major Clark. Um, the advice I would give to um, someone joining, first I would say is congratulations. Everybody can't be in the military. <laughs> Everybody shouldn't be in the military. But because you took that leap of faith and you trust the system or your recruiter, you know, welcome. Enjoy, have fun, work hard, but have fun. You know, we, we love to think that sooner or later, this will be your career. I mean, you're going to do this for a while. This is just not some McDonald's job. This is something that you're going to take a little bit serious. But learn a lot, listen, and take every advantage of the opportunities the military is going to give you. That's education. I would tell you to go to college while you can. Be the best version of you. And you're going to get promoted. But do it right. Don't hang out with the bad crowd. Um, grab hold of someone that you that you can emulate, somebody that you want to be your mentor. Go up there and seek them out. Say, hey, can you help me? Can you give me advice? Am I doing it right? And hopefully you're in a company of great women leaders who are going to pick you up along the way and you're not even going to have to ask for it. But by all, have fun. If you're going to join the military, enjoy it because it's going to be days where you're not going to have fun. But when you can, um, live the best life. All right. I was stuck Oh, I was ahead, stuck at a, no. I was just saying. I'm just sitting here. I was stuck at congratulations. Like the, just the yes. level of respect that's put on it. That that I think foundationally sometimes we forget. You know, is is that everybody has the ability to do this. I'm just choosing to do it. You know, but in reality, that's just such a a, a valid point. And I'm gonna go back and listen to everything else you said. But I was genuinely stuck at man. Am I appreciating the fact? Am I do I have the basic appreciation uh, of the ability to serve? So. No, go ahead, Key. I'm sorry. No, you are definitely right. Because she had me hype, like, congratulations. You're right. It definitely is an honor and a privilege, for sure. Okay, so Command Master Chief Jen. Thank you. The advice that I would have is find forums like this. This is excellent to um, get advice on careers or just learning how to come up within yourself. Um don't get in your own way. You belong here for a reason. So don't sit in the back of the room. Be present. Have your seat at the table. Um, we talked about don't be afraid to fail. Um, learn how to fail forward. Because when you fail forward, you're learning from your mistakes. And you're, you're making yourself better by that. Every failure you have makes you grow. And the number one thing is don't be afraid to ask for help. Um, there's a lot that goes on between work and your life. I know that it's hard to, you know, when you're starting a family in the service, it's hard 
um, following your passion and also trying to provide for your family and be there as a parent. But it is possible as long as you use the resources and you ask for help. Um, so take the challenges and do what scares you the most and you'll succeed. Take that adventure. Yes. Mm. Glad to say my like turn. <laughs> Glad to say my turn. I like that. Okay. We're going to take it over to, we're going to go on to the Marine side of the house. Our major court. Yes. Yes, I'll say the possibilities are limitless. You know, you could do everything you set out to do. Surround yourself with the right mentors. And I would say, you know, be deliberate in picking those mentors. And don't expect an easy road. You know, I think someone said it. You know, um, you're going to have to step outside of your comfort zone. But I promise you, it's it's going to be worth it. I ended there. No. It don't I, I love the I love the short ones like and it's, it it just make you just sit there and stoop. I'm sorry. Am I not on mute? You were supposed to mute me. I'm we, so, my apologies. <laughs> Listen, we here now. Get out yeah, here. we in there now. I yes. I don't want to steal away from uh and and I know a lot of people going to be mad at me because these individuals have all just started to scratch the surface of of what they can have and what they can give you all as far as their opinions and experiences but that's why we said at the beginning um was they're all accessible so names and information and anything so if you connected with anybody um but i don't want to steal away from final thoughts uh because the nuggets that you all are dropping right now um i want to make sure that i open it up even more the aperture even more and i want to give you an opportunity for a final thought um, so this, this can go towards women history. It can go to something we talked about or just something that, that is on your mind that is like, Hey, I want to give advice to anybody that's listening or going to listen, um, by on YouTube, Spotify, uh, Apple music, or any of the platforms that we, that we give y'all. That's my quick plug. No shame. Plug, y'all. Um, <laughs> um, or Facebook. So, uh, but seriously though, um, I'm going to open it up and we're going to go, everybody's going to get this one for sure because I want this just as much as anybody that's listening. Uh, so we're going to start uh, off with Command Master Chief uh, Holiday on this one. I want to get your final thoughts, and then we'll go around from there. So um, my final thoughts are first, again, thank you for uh, providing this platform for all of us to be able to participate in tonight. Um, and I also want to say thank you to all the men and the women who have fought to open the doors of opportunities for us. And I know that you did it with the expectation that we continue to serve and that we are ensuring that women are treated fair and equal in the same forum as our male counterparts within our organizations. And we owe it to you to continue paying the road for others to follow. And how we do that is by sharing our own stories of diversity, strength, resiliency, courage, and accomplishments, and being able to speak about our successes. And I feel that sometimes we kind of take that seat back and don't speak so much about our successes. And I believe it's, you know, we need to go ahead and come out and say, hey, you can do it too. And um, I just want to say, you know, lean on those mentors, lean on those friends and your families to get you through those tough moments. You're going to have tough moments. Just don't stay in those moments. And um, don't allow one instance, one duty station, one incident to determine your own success. Um, you go ahead and you write your story. Thank you. 
No, thank you. No, thank you for that. Definitely. Um, sorry, Major Clark. Final thoughts. So um, first, I would like to thank you all for having me on here today. Um, it was such a great evening, um, you know, joining these wonderful women on the panel. Everybody has something to bring to the table. And I, I just love hearing other people's stories. So I'm going to be quick. I'm going to say um, be bold, be fierce and be heard. Thank you. Oh, nice. Mm. Nice. Mm. Mm. Uh, Chief Timmerman, that that's joining us. Look, and let, right. Let me, I was about to say she's had me, perfect lighting. Let let me uh, <laughs> also put respect on the lighting, but uh, but then also put respect on the fact that she stopped what she was doing and called us from her car. Um, she broke away just just for this panel. I, everybody has time, but I just want to say. Uh, all, everybody has made a sacrifice to be here. I don't want to call out Chief uh, Kelly because she's a TDY as well. Um, we have West Coast that yes. is on uh, that that dropped off middle of the day to come on here and speak to you all. So, but I'm sorry, Chief Timmerman. Fi final yes. thoughts. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, uh, I am just super excited that you reached out to me. This has just been uh, eye opening, and for. I think my last uh, thoughts for everyone and, and, and what I would say is, is no one does this alone. I, I do not work by myself at all, ever. I have other um, chiefs, sergeant majors, uh, command master chiefs, because uh, I work in a joint environment. I am I am never alone and it doesn't matter what rank you are or what you do. We do not do this job of protecting our nation alone. And I, um, you have to get over yourself a little bit and just say, you know, if I need help, I can reach out because there are a team of people waiting to be that person to help me today. And if you're too afraid to reach out, that's going to be why you failed in that. And so um, I always tell people, you know, my number one job is to be a customer service rep because I'm here to unstick your problems. And uh, I, I truly, I love what I do. I love the people I work with. And uh, it has just been an, an awe-inspiring uh, career. And I, and I, and the fact that I got to uh, help stand up a space force and and hopefully um, breed a culture that has women in it as generals and chiefs from the beginning is is amazing. And I hope that that means that the struggle for women or for anyone who chooses to join this new service um, doesn't have to go through what the people had to do to get all of us here. So um, thank you. And uh, thanks for being on my team. I really appreciate it. Oh, thank you, Chief. Thank you for those perspectives as well. Yeah, see? I ain't the only one, right, Keith? I ain't the only one. <laughs> and she just uh, with a smile, with a smile. Uh -huh. Thanks for being on my team. I, I appreciate that. Look, appreciate I want to be on that on that team. Man. It's so soothing, too. Yes. Uh, no, Command, nice. uh, Command Master Chief uh, Jansen. Uh, first African American female, ma'am. Your final thoughts in your position. Thank you, thank you for um, inviting me to be a part of this event, especially with this amazing panel. 
Um, I feel very humbled to be here. Um, I just want to say, just remember, um, do more events like this. You have a lot of, your mentor does not have to be someone who looks like you or even someone in your own service. Um, with that, remember to um, get some reverse mentoring. You learn a lot from the people you serve. So um, you have to learn how to change with the times because if we didn't change with the times, most likely none of us would be sitting on this panel right now. So we have to remember to kind of look at the changes that are coming and um, go with them and have people teach us how to lead them as well. Even though we're E9s, it doesn't mean that we know everything because uh, we do have generations that come through and the world is rapidly changing as well. But thank you all. And I'm very humbled to have this opportunity. Thank you thank so much. You. I thank appreciate you, so. you not thinking that we were crazy because um, we did have to call on some special individual people. And I'm like, man, the worst a person could say is no. And um, but you were extremely kind hey, and warm. And so we just what I do, Key. What I what I do, Key. I said, I said, never mind. We'll talk about that afterwards. <laughs> I said, I'm he, represents, he represents I said, I'm Louisiana. And he was like, I'm gonna call her. I'm just oh, and it's Louisiana. Oh, I'm gonna call her. So he was said, extremely excited. So I'm like, I said, okay. man, I, I respect E9's emails boxes, and I know this is across every service branch. When you all get an email, it may not just depending on it. It just I respect it, so I call. I'm like, hey, the best way to do it is call. So, uh, but sorry, Major uh, Smith, leaving uh, final thoughts. Yes, first off, I want to say thank you for allowing me to be a part of this uh, panel today. It's, it was such an honor, and I was just say, you know, um, we need to remember of um, the rich history and legacy that the men and women that came before us. They've already blazed the trail. So we need to continue to blaze the trail, continue to be the example, and continue to work hard and continue to break those glass ceilings. Yes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Last and certainly not least, uh, Chief Kelly, your final thoughts. All right. So just like everybody else said, thank you all so much for having us out here. And I, I'm actually still in Germany right now. So oh, OK. I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> caught cold and couldn't get on my plane. So uh, I guess my final words of encouragement to the women who are on here today is, number one, remember why you're doing what you're doing. Remember who you are. Put your family first. And finally, like somebody told me, I want y'all to work really, really hard because just like life, life owes you nothing but air. And so therefore nobody owes you anything. You want to be successful, go get it. Yes. She's going to drop the mic like that. It's, <laughs> and, and it's nighttime over there. Look. Chief, Chief Kelly, Chief <laughs> Kelly. Ma'am, is it really, I just Googled what time it is in Germany. Is it really that, is my phone correct? Yeah, it's correct. And it, let's, <laughs> We got to put some respect on this real quick, y'all. So Chief Kelly was supposed to be TDY. I don't want to put all your business out there. I apologize. Um, so, so it was intentional with the timing. I did not get a message. I did not get a cancellation. I did not get anything except for representation. So I'm going to put, I, I need to pause for a second on that. So anybody that's listening right now, it is, this was scheduled for 1700 Central Standard Time. She is still in Germany. I'll let y'all do the math on that. Right. So, but Appreciate key, it. 
I'm gonna turn yes. it over to you and give your final thoughts for the team. Ah. Um, so and we then definitely also, no, I'm not finished, Keith, because I'm Go gonna give you respect as well. Um, because this panel came about from a thought uh, that Key put out there in the air, and she was like, "I would. This would mean a lot if this, if this, if we could make this come together and happen." And I said, "I, I don't know. I don't know." Um, but like we said a few times on here, you gotta have faith. So um, and 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 to put it together. So thank you, Key, uh, in front of everybody. Thank you for bringing this idea. Thank you for uh, uh, initiating, making that spark, and and then putting it out there because. A lot of people are going to benefit from this, uh, from from what everybody has said tonight. So, but with that, final thoughts. Absolutely, I just want to thank you all so much once again. We have to have you all back on here. I'm like, I feel like any and everything that could have gone left did um, behind the scenes, and you all just sat there with a smile on your face, and you, they could not see us. Um, but uh, numbers mean a lot to me, and so to just know that collectively, um, under the Department of Defense, fourteen percent of all of the E9s is what's made up of the women, collectively of all the branches. And so I just want you all to be present in that because you all wear your uniforms and you wear your ranks and um, you definitely have earned um, the spaces that you guys are in. I want you all to just know that um, you guys are hope. You guys are hope for us to know that um, it is limitless possibilities and we can definitely walk behind the legacy that you guys are leaving for us. And so we definitely honor you all tonight. I hope we can get you all on a part two um, because uh, every single branch that we've had, we definitely, there was um, name dropping uh, from each and every branch intentionally of who we had up here. Um, and so I just thank you all so much for making time and space for us and trusting us um, for what we wanted to put together. So thank you so much again. That's all I have, Jay Will. <laughs> no, I appreciate that. And then uh, without echoing too much of what she said about the appreciation for you all, I told you all from the beginning I was going to say thank you, and I'm going to tell you again. Uh, thank you. Thank you for your time. Thank you for your deliberateness. Thank you for your authenticity. Um, just thank you for being yourselves and the representation there is. I I, I personally have more respect um, for for everything that, that was talked about tonight. It's just uh, just seeing you all. I want to remove myself from the screen. Can you remove me from the screen real quick? And just give yes. me two seconds of looking. <laughs> of, of <laughs> Oh, my goodness. He is so funny. I definitely thank you all so, so much and trusting me with your pictures. And I am definitely a creator. So just putting those pictures and stuff up there. Um, I, everybody was going crazy about it. So I thank you all so much again. So with that, this will wrap it up for our... Go ahead. All right. Go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you, UMU. <laughs> As always, any feedback that you all have for us, anything that you all want to see, obviously our reach is a little bit further than what we thought. Um, so thank everybody that's on the panel. Uh, if we can try to do it, we will. Just bring us those ideas. We're here and we're doing it for you all. So thank y'all again. And with that, we're out. All right.